All right, welcome. This is the, uh, I don't know what episode of the Experimentalist Podcast this is. I'm Ogilvy Straight, and um, I got, just as I hit record, um, my cat, the Butters, just rolled up in here. And his deal is he likes eating cords. So I'm going to turn the music back up just for a second, try to handle the Butters situation, and I'll be right back. stuff that I just recorded, and this podcast is going to move on in a direction, um, hopefully that makes a little more sense, uh, I think I'm just going to bring everything down completely, um, and in the past, as I've been trying to just work on this and get something down, uh, I, b- I would play some music, and, and then uh, in between talk about various different things and try different things out. Um, One thing that I've been interested in uh, with uh, podcasts and all that is uh, podcasts of the, uh, of like a comedic nature. And I'm not really a comedian at all, but that stuff's interesting to me and I like trying to do random things. So Sometimes I'll throw stuff in there that is just trying to say whatever is just whatever comes out. Completely random style stuff and see if it's super weird or if it becomes funny or what. Um, But I realized the main purpose of doing this is it, it definitely revolves more around music than the random experiment of if a dude just says anything. <laughs> um, and I guess in past ones, sometimes I've tried telling stories or um, even singing stuff along, which I may still keep doing stuff like that, but I want to try to make it make a little more sense um, because I want to keep doing it and I don't want it to be confusing. So, um, at this point, there's music coming in the background, and everything that I record for the podcast is going to be live. Um, if for some reason it's not live, I'll try to bring that up. Um, but what I really want to do is just at least once a week play completely improvised music using a looper. And put it out here and and 
and see what else comes around. So I'm, I've recorded this. I'm going to let it go. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens.
put in my application at this other place down the street. And then, hey, man, I can sell you something if you sell me something. We work back and forth, and that creates an economy. That's pretty genius, if you ask me. Let's go do all those things. We can have a grand old time at the opera. In a, in a previous episode, this would be a point where I would bring in a sponsor, which back then would be whatever alcoholic beverage I'd be consuming at the exact time of recording, um, which I'm not doing this time for an, a couple of reasons. I guess the first one most easiest one to say is um, I just came out of Virginia Blood Services giving platelets which actually messes me up as much as uh, a beer or two that I would drink doing this podcast so I think I'm mentally pretty much in the same place and I always forget, I, I, I put probably too much time in between when I donate the bloods, the bloods things. I don't even know what it is. When, so I donate platelets and I will say, I guess it's because uh, several years ago when my grandfather was in the process of passing away. Um, and by that, I just mean, you know, it was, it took a little bit of time where he was in the hospital and going down for the count. Um, but I really appreciated that whole time. In my life, I didn't know him too well because he kind of just kept to himself and he was super nice awesome dude and he just I think enjoyed being around 
the people in his family and just watching them do their thing. Um, as a kid, you don't appreciate that as much uh, when that's going on. But in those final days, he was surviving by using blood platelets that had been donated and it just gave him enough time to really see everybody and I think come to terms with the finality of what was happening and, and uh, it was cool so I try to do that every once in a while I don't do it that often because it really zaps me out of <laughs> uh, just I mean uh, however normal life feels it changes that for just a brief period of time so I leave there feeling a little loopy not really in a good way um, and I think when I sometimes drink a couple beers I get loopy as well not always necessarily in a good way so that's number two I mean I'm definitely I definitely was using the alcohol in a way of uh, trying to be comfortable talking on this podcast and playing music and presenting that to the internet um, so I'm trying to change that possibly so I have no sponsor today so this part is just going to be a continuation of music so here it is this is more Ogilvy Street
once had the time. Once had the time. Once had the time to go back into my mind. I was trying to think and um, listen to my actual voice in the headphones. In reference to headphones, I don't call them cans. Oh, wait. Sometimes I do. I know other people like to call them cans. And when I'm around those people, I call them cans. I've been listening to... I guess I should say ideas. My headphones were on and no matter what sound was entering my ears, it was an idea. Whether it was a speech, music, performances, commercials, ideas. They would get to a point where I started to realize unintended ideas. Ideas placed in the audio, not by the performer or the artist. Ideas just out of one's reach. There was a live performance from a storyteller named, named Slashtifer Coleman. He was performing in a poorly lit, annoyingly colored auditorium. Poorly lit, meaning all of the lights on in the whole place. No spotlight. So the crowd is basically lit, too. And it's a giant beige, cinder-blocky, square-shaped room. He was in a lower-level TED Talk. And he was delivering an expertly conceptualized tall tale. It was so convincing that I started to believe every word of it. I knew it was supposedly false, but I wanted to believe it all. And then I thought that it was a story that could have been about me, that I could really learn something from this. But just then I noticed a slight high-pitched little buzz. Mentally, I retreated from the story a little bit, but what was that noise? Uh, the camera angle cut several times, but the audio remained unchanged, which immediately made me realize that this was a multi-cam shoot, and the audio was recorded by a separate team, and there was eventually going to be post-production, and I realized at that point I was way out of the story. But I figured out what the buzzing was, and it was something electrical. Something in the lights and the equipment, fucking with the microphones and making a feedback noise in the recording. They probably did a lot during the audio mixing stage to get, to fix it, you know, and get it as minimal as they could. You know, I think it just was a problem 
from the angles in the video and everything, it didn't appear that the room was very well put together in terms of acoustics. You know, and I'm listening to it, and the buzzing is so minimal, but I couldn't stop paying attention to it. I knew it was wrong. I knew that everyone involved in the project probably did everything in their power to eliminate that noise. They knew it didn't belong there. It wasn't part of the original idea. As I listened to it through my headphones, I knew that it itself was an idea. Like I said, though, it just wasn't one intended to be there by the storyteller. But who would place it there? And why? Or was it just there and all these people got in the way? The performer, the audience, the set builders even though there wasn't much of a set, the camera crew, or even for, further back, the construction workers who built the entire building, or the architect that designed it. Was that sound just always there, and all these people got in the way? The city planner who gave the whole building project the green light. Uh, was, was it Thomas Edison's fault? Or God? Or is this performer so clever that he knew he would be in a venue where the sound, where this particular sound would be occurring, and he designed the whole specific tale for it to build and incorporate this buzzing? And I haven't been paying attention at all for the last five minutes, so. I have, may have missed the whole connection. At this point, I tried to, you know, still pay attention to the story again. And, you know, from that point on, it was, it was still pretty amazing. And I listened to it. Try hard, I'm hardly trying to lose. I've got this bottle, got all this snooze. Sleep's the only enemy when the enemy's fast asleep. We're curled up in bed now, we're counting sheep. Herds only in memory, I heard my mind clear. Teardrops held back, blurring Hydroplane and steer Out of the way, out of my path But I do have it I 
to have a path. Oh yeah. Sometimes I ride off it. Don't know where I am. But do I? Do I ride off? That's just my path. I'm creating the curves. Still just going one direction at any given time. One single direction. one so is backwards if you want to think that's it you're always going forward well you're wrong losers go backwards more than they go forward but if losing's the goal going backward is going forward Just get where you've gone If losing is the goal Going backward is going forward You can discuss that if you like Maybe there would be two people over there Trying to figure out which one is wrong And which one is right Conversation between two characters. A man named Tid. A man named Tid. And a woman named Pidge. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but it starts with Tid saying, No way, never. And Pidge says, yep. You think going backwards, this is Tid again, you think going backwards is, how, how do you say it? It's going forward. Tid gives Pidge a look, suggesting he doesn't believe what he's just heard. Pidge says, it is. If you want to lose... The goal you head for is the loss. As you get closer to losing, you are moving forward toward that goal. No, but that's losing. That is widely considered moving in the wrong direction. Well, how wide are we talking? Everyone, what? How wide? How wide? If it's between me and you, and you think one thing, and I think another, if someone was talking about your thing, would they say that people in general believe your thing by a wide margin? Or are we talking something that would have to be like over 
120,000 people out of 1.1 million believe this thing? Would you, which, what do you consider a wide margin? Is that, is that honestly how you win these things? I don't want to win. Then why are you arguing for it? Pidge thinks for a moment. I don't want to say it, but I think you might be right. We get in these debates all the time. It's uh, not necessarily a competition, but uh, but I kind of I feel like I don't want to win, but I don't want to lose. I don't I don't know. Maybe I just like um, talking. You know, they want to just they just want to do these things, right? Everybody, this has been Ogilvy Street's Experimentalist Podcast. Coming back in 2015. That's what I'm trying to do. That's right. So take it easy. See you later. Bye. wanna say yeah you know why yeah you know why hell yeah keyboard solo yeah take it out there take it way out there see I figured that this would be the end even though there already was an end This is like an epilogue Just wanna say I'm glad to be back Glad to be back recording some things After the new year And after I made some new rings What am I talking about? Rings around this universe Well, more like Rings around the rosy When I was eight played that game, that's right, and I'm proud of it, it taught me about the cosmos and everything like that, everything goes round and round, whether it be the earth, or just some thoughts that I might have on a particular afternoon, maybe it's this glass in front of me that has water in it. You know, earlier I was told from these nurses at Virginia Blood Services 
that after I was done donating my blood, which are like red blood cells that are round. Well, these nurses, they said, hey, for the next couple hours, you should drink a lot of fluids. And you know what I realized? When I poured myself a glass of water, the cup was round. Brought me back to when I was eight years old. And when you think about the number eight, the infamous number eight, check out the edges of that bitch. Tell me what they look like. Yeah, they round. Round as a motherfucker, man. Yeah. Take it to the bridge. Alright, this song ain't got no bridge. But it does have some super sweet synth vox. And some precise, fast-picking guitar. second time thanks for checking us out this is ogilby straight this is the experimentalist podcast and i'll see you next time peace